Hi, I'm Maggie and you're listening to Head Over Heels. Now, this is a very special lockdown series where I will be chatting with some of my friends about the struggles, the pains, and what little joy we can still find amidst this pandemic. So if you guys are wondering why there's there no video as the usual, um, this is really just a special series that I decided to do because as y'all know, we ended our previous season in June and we were supposed to be back in mid-July with season three, which did not happen because COVID saying no, you stay home. So here I am still at home, still stuck at home, but we are safe at home. Um, yeah, so um, the reason why I really wanted to do this was because I guess as part of my coping mechanism, I feel like um, just being home so long for such a long period of time, I miss that human interaction and miss doing my podcast. And I thought, what, no better time to do it than now because by the time we are no longer in lockdown, talking about lockdown may not, be as relatable as it is now so i think the best time is to live in the present which is why i'm doing this now and of course i'm pretty sure everybody is feeling this paralyzing feeling of lethargy in the wake of this lockdown and that is called the lockdown fatigue we are all experiencing the fatigue and it's crazy but completely universal and understandable i know how it has also hit everyone differently this but the, the one thing that remains the same is this overarching feeling of exhaustion, lack of focus, lack of motivation, and a lot of sadness, which I can completely relate because I think um, not just that, right? Not just losing your job, not just worrying about your businesses, not just worrying that this virus can kill you, but let's be honest, this virus has killed many people. Um, speaking of which, I think um, this year has been particularly hard in many ways, apart from, you know, business not doing so well, work is just all right. I'm just still grateful that I've got work to do, but two of my family members were actually uh, hit with COVID. You know, they, they, they got COVID and um, the first person was my grandmother, who is 80 plus years old, all the way in JB, and I can't see her. The last time I saw her was two years ago during Chinese New Year. Um, doesn't help that she has Parkinson's, so she's, you know, extremely high risk. And this happened before she was vaccinated. Um, you know, we called the ambulance so many times and it just never came because, hey, we're full. Sorry, just hang in there at home. But yeah, the fear is real. The anxiety every single day, just waiting for updates. But thankfully, she has recovered and she has also been vaccinated. So I'm very, very grateful. Um, and the other person is um, my dad. Unfortunately, he also contracted COVID recently and he had to be hospitalized. And just hearing him saying that the people around him were just being sent to the mortuary. Yeah, one by one dying. I, I, it's so hard to process, right? Um, but thankfully, again, uh, I think I've been very, very blessed that um, he's all right too. He recently just got discharged. He could, he was sent home to recover um, because obviously hospital beds are scarce. Um, but yes, if you're listening to this right now and if you could relate to any of the things that I've said, um, I guess all I can say is hang in there and maybe this podcast could distract you a little bit, bring a little bit joy into your life and just listening to two person talking and the other person that will be speaking to me is a very dear friend of mine um i haven't seen her for a long time uh, very very hardworking, super talented and you may have seen her on tv on movies tv shows maybe heard her songs on radio um or maybe even recently seen her when you got your vaccine so yeah she is a singer songwriter actress writer and 
everything under the sun that's just so wholesome and great and good. Her name is Diane Trisha, and this is our conversation for today's episode. Enjoy. Hey, girl. Hi, Max. How are you? How are you? I'm okay. Um, I mean, how how good can we be? <laughs> as good as we can be, kan? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just like up and down at this point. You know, some mm-hmm. days you're just like great. Some days you're just like, mm, not today. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to make of it right now. It's been more than 500 days. Like, more than mm. a year. That's insane. Because initially we thought, okay, lockdown je, maybe like two weeks. The two weeks became yeah. two months, three it could yeah, I guess it's like it's like years, an ongoing prank at this point. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna, we're gonna be in like you know, it's not gonna be a lockdown anymore the next few weeks, and then like jokes on you. <laughs> Here's another and two I, weeks and another two weeks. <laughs> and, and someone told me the other day, it's like, is the world like pranking me? Am I the only one who's at home? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone and everyone else is just out because numbers are just soaring day by day. We're still close yeah. to twenty thousand. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. anyway, I mean, I'm penat. I don't know about you. Are you penat? <laughs> I wrote a whole song about it, so <laughs> you guys can tell. <laughs> well, let's talk about your song. Uh, I think by the time this episode is out, your song is already out and available for everyone to listen to. Um, yeah. We had we had a snippet of the song when you posted it up on your Instagram, and I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, we love it. A lot of people post uh, reposted it, and and they that was actually yeah, that was just a chunk of the entire song. There's there's more mm. to it, is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was just thinking because. It was the latest song that mm-hmm. I've written and um, I thought I just wanted to share it out because I feel like it's very relatable, you know, with this current point in time. Um, and I'm just really excited because I think that I, I really like the song a lot and I guess if they like it, then we can turn it into a single. Um, and I yeah. guess people really like it, so. And from the moment you posted it up to... At that point, it was still not a single. It was just like a portion of a Yeah, song. it's Am just I like right? the first minute of it. And it wasn't like the final production yet as mm. well. I was working with my um, producer um, with it. And I was like, uh, maybe you can just do um, a simpler version. You know, if we decided to turn it into a single, then we can just like, you know, work around yeah. it. Yeah, and, and we did it after. Yeah, so it's, it's oh, pretty man, exciting. Oh man, I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to hear it. But yeah, um, I think a lot of people obviously resonated with the song. But like, what was the biggest inspiration behind it? Uh, was it written during a pandemic, which I'm pretty sure it was? Like, what was that like for you? Because um, th- I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been feeling pretty numb by this point. But um, I feel like for me... Because I live by myself, you know, um, and being in a pandemic, living alone is, is pretty tough on its own. Yeah. Um, and, and I went through a breakup at the same time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just, I think that was the inspiration behind it. And also being like having to go through it by yourself at home. I mean, you know, you have your friends and all, but you're just yeah. stuck at home. And and with everything that's going on around you in the country and it's just so overwhelming for your emotions. And I guess it's just come up to that point 
where I was like, you know, I was so inspired that night. And I, it was like midnight, I think, if I remember correctly. And I just went to the piano and I'm like, I'm going to write this song because I'm just like tired. And so it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? Because I didn't think it was a love song. Um, Bella, mm. our showrunner, she was telling me, it's a love song. It's a love song. But yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I thought it's a song about, you know, being tired and numb, going through what we, we are going through through yeah. this pandemic. But now yeah. that you've shared it, it is a love song, and but it yeah. also can be whatever you make it to be that yeah. resonates with you, right? Yeah, because like in a way, um, it is definitely a heartbroken song, but many yeah. things can break your heart, you know, like, yeah. like. Your partner can break your heart and, you know, an endless waiting can break your heart. And also, mm -hmm. like, the country's situation can break your heart. So, it's kind of like, um, that's why I, I feel like when I wrote it, it's it's called Penat because it's, it's, this, it's just this overwhelming burden. Yeah. You know, it's not like patah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just like... Penat, like letih, yeah, you know, mm. yeah. So it 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 became penat for a reason. It's not like sedih or is or it's not yeah. like patah or sakit or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I just feel like there's a there's a whole lot of weight in the word penat. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, I think just you know, being vulnerable with your emotions and then you being able to turn it into such a beautiful song. I think that is something that is so special about you, Diane, really. And um, I think um, apart from the song, we want to know how have you been coping during this pandemic? Because the Diane that I know and we all know pre-pandemic, you were living life on the fast <laughs> Yeah. Like it's almost like in every week you're in different countries, different places, different shoots. And suddenly we're all forced to pause and stop. Yeah. With this default busy mode, we can't do that anymore. So mm -hmm. what was the transition like for you? Well, it was really difficult because I was just so used to like hopping on and off airplanes. Um, and then going to shoots every day. Um, so when it came to a sudden pause last March, if I'm not mistaken. March 18th 20, of March. 18th of March, 2020. Yeah. And it was only like third month uh, into 2020 and I was already like yeah. in the States and in, yeah. in Indonesia doing shoots and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then we were forced to just like, you know, stay home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first three months of that lockdown was really tough in a way. Um, but I guess because we are all going through it together and there seemed to be um, a lot of hope going on because cases are you know, decreasing. And yeah. at that one point, it, we we have like zero case per day. <laughs> yes, and so I it was, that. yeah, it was hard, but I know that we were all going through it together. And then after that, you know, life resumed as per normal, but with, you know, strict SOPs, mm -hmm. social distancing, but it wasn't, it was, it was a new normal, you know, like yeah. there were no concerts, there were no festivals, there were no events. And, you know, as being a, a singer, actor, like a, like a celebrity, you know, those are, yeah, I'm a social butterfly, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, so it's kind of like a, like a big change in my career environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but 
I know that in the end, you know, I have all my friends in the industry that are going through the same thing, which is fine as well. But then it's just, <laughs> just kind of, kind of, you know, <laughs> no, yeah, but it's kind of like it, it started going downhill after that. Emotionally? No, like like the situation. situation. Yeah, the definitely. situation, you know. Yeah. But I I did get to do a few shoots, like a few drama shoots. Yes, anchor SPM. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? anchor yeah. project anchor SPM and Samani Sinuman Moo. Yeah. And lots of like, you know, magazine shoot, brand shoot and stuff like that that we can we were able to do under under strict SOPs. Um yeah, but those are the few things that I managed to do before you know the start of this lockdown again so it's kind of like um like a huge up and down yeah um pull on my emotions and i don't think it's just me you know like every person in malaysia are going through like a like some sort of mental gymnastics that is <laughs> very <laughs> very hard Mental cope. Olympics. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not just them going to the... Like, we're going through a, a freaking Olympics in our in our heads as well. So, yeah, it's... You yeah. know, I'd be lying if I say, like, you know, everything's fine and dandy. I'm doing great yeah. every day. No, it's... That's, that's lies, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, like, if I... we If we were to, like, go deep deeper into you, Diane, yourself, without yeah. all the glitz and glam... yeah. It's so crazy because being so out and about, living life on a fast lane, that's one. But being forced to pause and then have a hard look on ourselves into our lives, what what am I? Because now that you don't have the things that used to, I guess, define you, what you do, you know, with your work and shoots and everything, suddenly those were kind of stripped away. Did it affect you on a much deeper level or you're, you're fine? Like, yeah, it's okay. This is temporary. I'm fine. I'll, I'll get back on it eventually. So I'll just do whatever I want to in the moment while I wait for life to resume. What was that like for you? Did it hit you hard? And what was the hard like? Like, yeah, I'm just really curious. Um, well, I wouldn't say it hit me hard because, I mean, a lot of my life revolves around work, but my mm -hmm. work is also my passion. Yeah. So, but I... I I would say that I'm a very self-aware kind of person. Mm. I know the kind of person that I am. And I yeah. I never define myself as what I do. Yeah. You get what I mean? You know? I love that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I'm very aware of who I am as a person. And it wasn't hard to pause doing everything that I do mm -hmm. um, when I'm forced to. Because like in the yeah. end... I'm a songwriter. I, I, I'm a writer as well. So I, yeah. I write even when it's not for people, you know, it's for me. Yeah, for yourself. Yeah. So so there wasn't any transition in like, oh my God, so I can't travel anymore. What am I going to do now? You know, like mm. I would say that as a joke, but no, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really affect me because um, I do a lot of self-reflecting as I go on through life. Yeah. You know, a lot. So yeah. so there wasn't any any... Um, any part transition into like a self-reflection thing no yeah. not really yeah mm -mm. I like that I think that's very refreshing because I think I am the total opposite the reason why I asked was because I think at some point I was 
um, putting so much of myself in my work that suddenly those were stripped away from me. I, yeah. I suddenly like, okay, what do I do now? What, what am I supposed to do? Mm-mm. But of course, with therapy and a lot of you know self-reflection, a lot of yeah. hard work within ourselves, yeah. then I realized I should not be defined with the clothes that I'm wearing. Yeah. It is me who should be wearing the clothes and me should be giving definition to my work instead of the other way mm-hmm. around. So mm-hmm. it's just so refreshing that it came from you and it's so natural for you. And I think that's so awesome. And I like that. Please stay that way. But yeah. Thank you. But thank yeah, you for that question though. I, I, I think <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's interesting for me to answer as well because mm. I know that a lot of people are going through this transition that without work, like what the hell am I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. for people who work a lot. Um, and I do, but in a way, I just feel like it, it's just, um, yeah, I think just being in a state of like um, high self-awareness helps yeah. in, in, you know, dealing with these things. Yeah, I think, like, I guess the both of us are also very blessed to be in a place and during this pandemic that we don't need to quite worry about our finances. I think yeah. that makes a ton of difference. And I think... I do want to acknowledge that, that, you know, it is a privilege that we have and I don't want to take it for granted. I'm pretty sure you feel the same way too, because, uh, yeah, let's be honest, everyone in this, this wave of pandemic, everyone is on different boats and uh, yeah. we are really lucky to be able to know, have different kind of different sets of problems. So that doesn't uh, make it any easier to yeah. get through, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't um, really affect um, this the living you know what yeah, I mean like as, as, except like the mental part but like you know right. I still have a roof over my head I can afford yeah. food and my family's fine you know yeah. so there's a lot to be thankful for for sure and just mm-hmm. now you mentioned you know you you self-reflect a lot and I guess is it safe to say that you write to express a lot too oh yeah again um I mean, obviously, we know about your other your your writing page where you said "Tulisan by Diane Trisha," and mm. tell us more about that. How did it start, and how did that become your, I guess, your outlet to your self expression and reflection? Um, I think I started that account in November two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I've always I've always loved writing so much. Yeah. Um, and before this, I was just writing songs. Um, but I realized that I like to write like some, you know, little wisdom that I thought of during the day mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, why don't I just start um, a writing page, you know, for for people to to for, to share it with people. So um, and I just realized how much writing helps me. I feel like if I am not writing, I, I don't know how I would cope with a lot of pain or emotions that I'm going through I feel like um writing helped me go through so much it's like it's like oxygen to me it's like when I write and express I feel like I was able to lift you know every weight that I'm carrying Mm -hmm. so either it was like overwhelming from a lot of work um or just traveling so much or just you know, being heartbroken. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's like taking back the air for me to breathe. It's, I don't know how to express it, but if I don't write, then I'm just, I, I, I can't live. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's deep, but like, it's, <laughs> 
No, yeah, it's deep, but at the same time, you made it so simple. Like, it's oxygen to you. You just need it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. part of who you are. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, there are so many instances where I was like, oh my God, what would I do without, you know, without being able to write? Like, what would I do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. I think for me, it's just, for me, it's therapy. Therapy is my life. I need therapy. That's my way to express because sometimes yeah. I'm not great with words, but yeah. I have someone to help me yeah. put my thoughts into words. Yeah. And um yeah. If like, in a way ask, in a way though, Max, it's like yeah. the same thing for me, but I do yeah. it with writing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like putting my yeah. thoughts into words. Yeah. Exactly. Cause like giving myself yeah. my own therapy. <laughs> Dude, it's so much cheaper, okay? <laughs> Very cost efficient. Oh but my gosh. Yeah, it's so true because a lot of things are bigger in our heads and our thoughts and our minds than it is when you write it down. That's what I've learned because I'm an overthinker. I don't know about you. Are you an overthinker? Oh, definitely. 100%. Oh, yeah. So mm. <laughs> that's why writing it down kind of just put things into perspective. Okay, it's not yeah. that bad. I yeah. can't do this, right? Yeah, just yeah, structuring yeah. our thoughts. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I had a question for you. I wanted to ask if you have a cup of joy right mm. now, like mm. a cup of joy. Mm. How full is it? Three quarters. A cup of joy. Um, is it empty or is it? Well, the natural answer for me would say at least three quarter, but I'm not sure mm -hmm. if I'm lying. Yeah. Because I, I don't feel that much happiness right now, but yeah. the natural response that I would give to you if you mm -hmm. ask me that question, like honestly, yeah. three quarter. I would always yeah. say three quarter because I don't know. I mean, I'm not the happiest right now, but, but it's three quarter. Yeah, but like you're not depressed and sad 24-7. You have moments where you are quite joyful and happy. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And because we're women, you know, like a lot of things affect our emotions, <laughs> you know, having like PMS and cycle and, yeah, you yeah. know, all these things that are just like, thank you, you know. <laughs> but like, thank you for existing, not... Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of like a like a big roller coaster of emotional mm -hmm. ride at this point. So I'm just really just trying to get through it one minute at a time. <laughs> one minute at a time. <laughs> one minute, okay? Not one hour at a time. Very specific. No, not even like one that. day at a time. One minute <laughs> at a time. Okay, next minute, what are you going to feel? <laughs> it's so true. I think this lockdown has really... I'm, I'm just trying to stay sane as best as I can. And that, I guess that's yeah. why I'm... I'm doing this podcast mm -hmm. like right now because we're supposed to take a break in between our season, but I feel like I can't take it anymore. I feel like I need some sort of human interaction <laughs> as Oh yeah, well. definitely. So, mm -hmm. and what's the best way then to just have conversations with my friends that I haven't seen for a long time? I think the last time I yeah. saw you was in Penang in 2020. Yeah, we were traveling for work. Oh and yeah, two yeah, months later, yeah, 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 yeah. Two months later... Sorry, bitches, stay home, okay? COVID's yeah. here to stay. <laughs> oh my god, shit, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, but okay, real talk. You, you said that work don't define you, but mm. I'm, I'm sure as a writer, um, as well as a songwriter, I'm sure you experience creative blocks. Mm -hmm. mm. And maybe some, some, I guess some words will flow naturally, but some would be a little harder than mm. some. But like, how do you overcome it? Because let's be honest, work has to go on no matter yeah. how stuck we are at home. Yeah. Like clients are still expecting us to deliver with yeah. 
whatever it is, but how do you cope with your creative mental block? If you could share. Um, well, before Penite and before the list of songs that I've written before Penite, starting from this pandemic, I have had a songwriting creative block for the longest time. Mm. Um, I feel like, I think it was because I was busy with a lot of shoots and I was trying to figure out where my mind was at the time if I were to write a song about it. And um, since, so I haven't written a song for the whole of last year, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, I wrote one, one or two songs that yeah. that got released, but it was only exclusively for for one particular platform. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a big release or anything. Yeah. Um, so after that, I, I was just like, I was writing, but but it was... I wouldn't say it was forced, but I wouldn't say it was 100% natural as well. Mm-hmm. So I go through those moments too, and I'm just like, okay, you know what? If I can't write right now, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna shoot, like act, and like just uh, just do content for yeah. brands and whatever. Um, but but I know that um, it will come. So when the pandemic hits and yeah. I broke up, yeah, with um, my boyfriend, um, just ideas just start rushing through. I wrote like ten songs before Penat. Oh wow. Yeah, it was That's a lot. crazy. It was, I know that when I start writing a lot, that was how I was coping with, you know, whatever that was thrown at me, like whatever that I'm feeling, like it was, I was yeah. feeling a lot of pain. Um, so in a, in a period of two weeks, I wrote like 10 songs. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. It was crazy. It was like, oh my God, every day I was like writing, writing, writing. I was like, it was too much. Um, yeah. And writing was the only escape route that I could take just so that it doesn't destroy me in my head. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought that, you know, okay, maybe this needs to happen for me to finally get, in, get inspired again. So yeah. if I have a creative block, I will try to not force it because I know it will come. But if I, if clients like, you know, like talking about, <laughs> like not talking about songs because nobody ever forced yeah, me to write any force. songs. <laughs> You know, but with like yeah, clients, um, I will just work with people who I know um, are someone who I can count on to, you know, come up with ideas with me. Yeah. So it'll make, yeah. it, I, uh, make it so much easier for me to just like, you know, okay, okay, like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, throw in mm. ideas to kind of like kickstart your engine sometimes when it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, 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 know, yeah. Because yeah. with content, I'm, I'm not, you know, I was, uh, I'm particular, but it's... You know, it's just in the end, it's just like making it nice and at least like yeah. of of good quality. That's it. it yeah. as I don't, I am not very invested as much yeah. as I am with, you know, so, all of other things that I do. Like, yeah, you know, that involves like audience. art and soul and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cringe. No, it's cringe. But, but yeah, I know. I get. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you a hundred percent. I think um, it's just different for everybody. Like, I, I get you when you say, "Oh, tapo, just just post it as long as it's presentable, it's good." Because yeah. like that's not your focus. Your focus is somewhere else, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But it's just how it is with the following that you have. People expect things from you. 
Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And, and yeah. of course, I expect things from me. I never want to put up like exactly. a half-assed work, right? So every time I put sure. out content, it's ha- it has to be, you know, at least good. At least my standard of quality. Of good. But yeah, yeah, of quality. But to be invested as much as I am with like writing, maybe not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing. You can't be a hundred percent at everything that you do. There will be that one thing that's just yeah. special to you that you want to do more yeah. of. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I guess speaking of expectation. How do you manage people's expectation? I think, um, I think as a as a actress, a celebrity, like you are constantly in the spotlight, and I'm pretty sure you have experienced people wanting things from you uh, during a time where you can't quite give. You can't give any of yourself. Maybe <laughs> is that your? Ca- <laughs> yeah, guys, can it's you okay. not do this <laughs> like right now? So- so those of you who are listening right now, I know we are not on video, but I think either Jonathan or Jenny, her cat, Diane's cat, was just yeah, yeah in the background doing like, some tricks. In the background. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you manage people's expectation? Like, especially on days or times where you just have no capacity to give. How do you, how do, you do that? Do you say no? Do you have problems saying no? Because I, I used to have problems saying no. I don't know. Just, um, just curious. I... Wait, do I have problems saying no? I don't. <laughs> okay, I used to, good. but now mm-hmm. I don't because I feel like time is so precious now, and and I just I want if I want to spend like three hours just laying on my bed not doing anything, then I'm gonna do that. Because I feel like my mental health is the most precious thing to me right now, and if I want to spend like three days not doing anything, I will just say that I'm not available because. Yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but managing people's expectations isn't as hard as managing my own expectations. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so... Do you want to tell me more? Yeah. Well, um... I don't really... I mean... I would say that people's expectations will never be as high as my own. Mm-hmm. So it's always about managing my expectations. Um... Especially when it comes to like personal relationship, um, yeah. work. Um, but for work, I would say that no one is is has ever given me pressure into um, making anything that is good other than myself. Yeah, <laughs> you I know think, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You, you you would always be the best judge of your own work. I feel because yeah. it comes from your heart, and and no one else know your heart apart from yourself. Yeah, so that's right. funny that you asked that because I never really think about like, oh my god. I mean, I do, like, what would fans think of this song? But not in a serious way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, in the yeah. end, like, do I like the song? Do do I think that this song is, is, is enough? Or do I think that this song did justice to what I'm feeling? You know, those are the kind of questions that I ask myself. And it's like, heavy, you know? Um, yeah. But of course, I, 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 I wonder, I do not expect, but I wonder what will the fans think? What will my audience think? What will yeah. they, you know, think about the song? Yeah, yeah, I don't expect anything from them because everyone has different opinions. But I do yeah. wonder if they will like it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I really, really love that about you. That with, what that, with, with the things that you do, you are still 
amidst all of the chaos, glitz and glam, you're still so grounded, Diane. And I think that's the most beautiful and special thing about you. Um, and that attracts people to liking you and the things that you do because you're just so real and grounded and so humble and yeah stay that way girl love it um <laughs> yeah i think it's true just now you mentioned that if you need to take a break you do it without feeling the guilt and i think we're in this generation of this hustle culture where the more you hustle the better you are but we don't talk about talk enough about taking a break when you need to you know yeah. um so yeah normalizing rest and taking breaks if you need to go ahead and don't yeah. ever feel guilty about it again yeah i was once guilty um mm-hmm. i mean i wouldn't say guilty la but um the whole workaholic culture um is is became a culture because of people you know working nonstop yeah. and just like um and i think I'm I contributed to that culture when I was working so much. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? But but yeah. I enjoyed it, you know, like I enjoyed it in a way that um I wanted to keep doing it. Um and so there were many points in 2019 before this whole pandemic where I was sick because I was working so much. Yeah. Oh. What happened? Yeah. Wait, um, what sick in what way? Like you I was I because I was traveling so much and then I had low blood pressure. Oh no! Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? But no, <laughs> no, yeah. So um, <laughs> must be all the flights. <laughs> yeah, it was all the flights because I I was I woke up in Marrakesh that one morning and I was supposed to go on this like trip. Yeah. And then I just couldn't because I had like this heavy migraine, and then the doctor came into the room and he, and he was like, "You have a little blood pressure. You need to rest." I'm like, "Okay, doctor." <laughs> well, I'm I'm here for work. What do you mean rest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I kind of contributed to that whole um, workaholic. It because at one point it defined me. You know, like oh, Diane oh, yeah. is a workaholic, independent, successful woman who travels the world. You know, at one point that was all the narrative in 2019. Um, yeah. But it was because the world was just moving so fast, and this industry mm-hmm. that we are in is just so fast paced that you need to be able follow to want to do anything. Yeah, and follow along. And and I wouldn't say in a way that it contributed to something bad because I know that it inspired a lot of people to, yeah. you know, to kind of work hard. Yeah, but I I guess. At this point in time, because it's the pandemic, you don't really mm-hmm. want to push that narrative into the people's heads. Like, no, yeah. I, you know, we're living through a pandemic. The world is ending. You don't have yeah. to be a workaholic at this point. And if if you are not working as hard, it's understandable and you're normal and it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's funny because I think uh, currently, right now, I think my life it's a little bit on the busier side, and I almost feel like. That guilt. Okay, people are losing their jobs. People are jobless, but here I am being so busy and constantly complain about being busy and tired. I, I I'm feeling this the other side of the guilt. It's crazy, right? Mm-mm-mm. When, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like you said, I think um, it's just a lot of self reflection and awareness to know that it shouldn't be defined by our jobs and who we are. So Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. 
I guess the whole workaholism I was there too. Yeah, hustle, hustle culture kind of culture, hustle culture kind of take a take a another turn and opinion when it comes to being in a pandemic. You know, I think people just wanna tell and just you know be be considerate of yourself because Mm -hmm. it's fine if you are not as as hardworking as you were before because there's a lot of things affecting your emotions, your physicalities, your motivation you know and it's it's so normal to not have the same kind of drive anymore mm-hmm. you know like a, a huge chunk of your life is being forced to stop because of yeah a deadly virus <laughs> so yeah, for sure. like why are we <laughs> no i know think, <laughs> that's crazy because we're not just it's not just a virus. It's going to kill us and take our lives. How, yeah. I, mean, I think this week alone, we've heard a couple of yeah. you know, people leaving us already and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. We, this constant fear that's subjected and projected onto us is not just about, oh, yeah. I'm going to lose my job. I can potentially die from this virus. Yeah, yeah. That is the fear that we are constantly yeah. dealing with. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I took life for granted pre-pandemic. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I, think I think before, did. <laughs> yeah, sure did. But I think the one thing that I also want to talk about before we kind of wrap up this episode is that um, about finding purpose during this time. And uh, I think uh, we all know that you are currently don't know if that's a purpose for you or it's just something that you really wanted to do. But you you were vol- you are currently volunteering at vaccination center, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that experience like for you? Because I think most of us, like I guess myself, we're just mostly stuck at home. I really don't know what's going on out there. But yeah. you had the experience of experiencing what's happening outside in the world other than your own home. So yeah, tell us what, what was that experience like for you? Um, well, it was kind of like um, trying to help in a way it's just i was just really trying to do something to help i was talking to my sister about it and at that point in time i wasn't even scheduled for a vaccine yet mm-hmm. and i was thinking like you know we were talking like if we could volunteer you know at a ppv center um we should definitely do that and then she was like yeah 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 let's just wait until like we get at least our first vaccine first to do it and then uh, in the end she didn't do it because she was living with my family and uh, she didn't want to put others at risk. And I totally yeah, understand that. Because, sure. you know, um, I would not allow her to do so as well. Mm-hmm. So when I got my first vaccine, I was thinking, okay, um, the vaccination program in the country is one of the very few things that is kind of like, that is able to spark hope, you know, yeah, into getting people to like, you know, at least there's something going right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I wanted to be a part of something that helps people. And um, and I know that my platform is big enough to influence people to get vaccinated. You know, so I was really... I, I really became an advocate for vaccination at the time, you know, like mm-hmm. up until now even, because I was still like talking about, you know, get your vaccine, get your vaccine. I was <laughs> sharing like, I'm still sharing infos about, um, um, you know, the, the good of ba- vaccine and the, the percentage yeah. of people already getting their vaccine, you know, because I yeah. feel like every, each person that views my story or like views my post and counted my post, even if they're not following me, 
has people around them that they can share it with. Yeah. You know, so so I just feel like if I can use my platform for something like this, then I I was like, okay, you know, let me just have this one purpose to do this, to to make this into something that I do, you know. Yeah. Um so I just started volunteering and and posting about it and and just kind of bring awareness for people to to talk about vaccine and and influence other people to get the vaccine because we might not know but there there is a lot of people who are against it yeah, but anti-vaxxers yeah the anti-vaxxers yeah so so if we have at least one person change their minds about getting vaccinated you know and then there's going to be another person another person another yeah. person so it's just going to be a change of like a chain of people changing reaction. their minds so yeah a chain reaction so I guess it's good enough, you know, it's the least that I can do. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. you're doing so great. And I guess on behalf of everyone else, just thank you. Because I know it's not easy putting yourself out there because there is a risk for being exposed to so many oh, people. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yet yeah. Mm-hmm. yet you chose to do it. Um, so yeah, that's that's really awesome. But I mean, this next part, feel free to say no if you don't want to talk about it. But mm-hmm. I remember there were people that were kind of uh, spreading falsehood about Mm-mm. your volunteering experience, Mm-mm. saying that Mm-mm. you were just doing for the sake of publicity, which, which by the way, the Diane that I know would never do that. So <laughs> I think, and I'm pretty sure a lot of your friends would 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 agree. But how do you? How did that affect you? Because I knew you, you posted about it, and yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. like put things straight. But yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I didn't want to respond because I feel like it's such a petty thing for me to like, yeah. no, I work at the vaccine. Yeah. You know, I really did my... Uh, why would I yeah. really feel the need to <laughs> exactly. explain that? You know, people who are there know that, you know, I... You were there. Um, yeah, I'm part of the volunteering team. Um, mm. So when people say stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I'm just, I just wanted to shut it down. But since, you know, people are mentioning me about it, like, Diane, this is true. Diane, I'm so disappointed in you. And, you know, as the hours go by, more and more people started to believe something that's not true. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's just awful that, you know, people are just accepting this narrative without even going into my Instagram, fact checking and asking people who are actually there. And the fact that, you know, it wasn't an opinion. It was just like that particular person lying about it. Yeah. It wasn't an opinion, babe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what did he say again? I forgot. Uh, she. Um, she said uh, that she, I was right. there for only... She said that I was there for only 15 minutes. And I was Just there to, to take, to take photo, photos. Right? And then I go home. Uh, <laughs> Which is mm, like... Oh okay. my god. It's... Oh my god. If you go to my Instagram <laughs> account... And, you know, look yeah. at the photos that I posted. There is no way that I could do that for 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so... So it was just like, okay, you know what? Um, I have to make a statement to like combat yeah. all of these rumors and false um, assumptions Amazing. about me. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like, oh my God, I just should ignore this. But few, you know, the, those little few times, like this one in particular, I'm not going to sit quiet and just accept whatever that you are going to say to say about me because this is not acceptable because this includes my integrity yeah. and, and, you know, for work. And, and in this case, it's my volunteering work. And if I'm doing it yeah. for 
you know, because I want to do it, then why would you? <laughs> yeah, why would you say otherwise? Yeah, so, like, I don't understand the intention behind it. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah, crazy. but it, it was all it was sorted out, um, and yeah. you know, um, I cleared it. I put out a statement, and then you know, people started apologizing, and then I'm like, yeah, sure, it's okay. We just let's just close this book and <laughs> let's just yeah. focus on what's important, please. And You're you know, right. why don't we talk to about get people the, vaccinated? Yeah, and the sacrifices of all the frontliners who are, like, there every day, you know? Like, why can't we talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think what you did was great to speak up and stand up for yourself. Not just for yourself, but for the other people that... Kind of, like, what I feel is that, you know, if you had not done that, I feel like a lot of other people who want to volunteer, say, maybe in the same line as you are... Would, no, yeah. would fear to do that. I thought yeah. nanti nanti kena macam dayan. So it's so unfair, kan? Yeah, so that's one of the reasons as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that you set the record straight, like, hey, that's not true because you've spreading this falsehood. It's gonna trickle down to a lot of other reactions and fear in other people that they don't want to do it. And you know, we are here getting as much help as we can get and we can give. So yeah, well, I love what you did you know combating hate with kindness so the way you did it was also very eloquent because i would have been how dare you say that (laughs) no no because i think that i have like a like a really good support system and i'm i'm i have practiced over Mm. these years to go through my support system before i react to anything yeah the filters in our the filters yeah and i (laughs) wanted to sort of get like um validation am i feeling you know is it correct that i'm feeling frustrated over this is it correct that i'm offended over this statement and usually when i get validation from from my my you know close group of people um they will usually say like yes what are you talking about (laughs) because i (laughs) i am very i I don't get offended easily easily Mm -hmm. yeah i don't get offended easily like you can say stuff and i'm like okay that's your opinion that's fine but if I'm yeah. offended, yeah, that's. <laughs> I still need to get validation about it. And when I talk to my people about it, they're like, yeah, Daya, what are you talking about? I would be like, offended as hell. And I'm like, yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's so true. I can relate to that very much. Um, yeah. Like having friends that you trust to help you f- um, filter out your emotions because sometimes when it gets overwhelming, you just don't know, am I overreacting? Am I being overly sensitive? Yeah. But Oh man, anyway, I think yeah. it's just not easy. You just can't please everyone, can you? No, yeah. yeah absolutely not. But yeah, having said that, um, are you still volunteering now? Or have you, are you, how, what's that like? Um, so I went, I, I initially I planned to go um, every Saturday in July. So that's five mm-hmm. Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided to still go because... Um, when when it was that last Saturday, I think it was July 31st yeah. that I went, there were still a lot of people and I didn't feel good. Like, yeah, that good, right? Stopping? No, 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 no. I didn't feel good stopping oh. if they oh, still right, need stopping. help. Okay, you know? got it. So I still, I still went last week. But the, the, the good news is that when I went last week, it was almost like empty. Like oh. when I started, yeah, when I started in July... We have an average of 3,000 people going to the PPV every day. Yeah. So that's, that's the average, 3,000. Mm-hmm. When I went last Saturday, the average was only 800. 
Oh, I think that's some silver lining. Yeah. So so and the people who are coming last Saturday was only um to get the second doses. So a lot of the adults in Klang Valley have already gotten their first dose and waiting for their second dose. That's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of PPVs are closing down in October because. People, oh. you know, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are getting vaccinated, you know. So you don't so, need so many anymore, is that yeah, right? Yeah, so okay. you don't need so many volunteers anymore. So when I was I was there last week, I'm like, I was bored because there was nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we were just chilling and then, you know, with the, with the nurses and the, with the MAs. And I'm like, okay, this is, okay, so this is how it feels like when it's not, like, there, were so many, there weren't so many people. And so I was thinking of, Maybe, I'm not sure, I haven't decided to, to still go, but I think when they start vaccinating the kids, children under 18, I will probably mm-hmm. come by again if they need help. Yeah. Yes, because the, awesome. the next one is vaccinating the kids. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's such a um, good note to kind of end this episode that, you know, more and more people are getting vaccinated and waiting yeah. for the second dose. Mm-hmm. I'm fully vaxxed, so I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for that. Uh, are you fully vaxxed already? No, that's already? great. Yeah, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So guys, to to all you guys listening right now, I think I know it's hard. It's hard as hell. I think there's no other way to say it. And in fact, this conversation is not here to give you a solution. We don't quite have the solution to our own lives either. Yeah. But just knowing that, you know, we are somewhat going through the same thing and same hardships and same struggles, maybe in different levels, but hard is hard. There's no Mm-mm. easier heart, but harder heart, right? Um, yeah, Diane, thank you so much for sharing this with me. But before, with us, not just me, but before mm-hmm. you go, just now you talked about, we kind of briefly talked about happiness and joy. And you felt, you said that you were, you're not feeling too much of happiness. But this is just what I read from Brene Brown. She's one of my favorite, favorite person in the world. I don't know if you know of her, but so she said that, Happiness is circumstantial. So it's normal that right now we are not feeling happiness. We don't feel happy. But joy is connected to gratitude. Mm. So if you are grateful about something, you can feel joy without the happiness. So Mm. that is what I've learned. Because I think it's just so hard to go through life without joy and happiness again. So now that I kind of know, okay... I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that is some sort of a joy here. So I just want to leave you with this one last question, Diane. Um, what, is, what are you grateful for right now? Like, just right now. Um, well, when you said, like, happiness is, you know, the, the quote that you just said. Um, I actually yeah. wrote something on my Tulisan by Diane Trump oh. as well. Oh, um, yeah. And it's very simple. And it's great that... Um, that um, um, uh, you know how we overthinkers have like all these yes. things in our in our head, and and the point of Tulisan yeah. by Diane Trisha is just trying to simplify all these thoughts and into making it's like mm-hmm. very this very simple few line of wisdom and you know whatnot. Yeah. So I wrote happiness is a blank canvas, mm-hmm. and what I meant by that is happiness is something that you create and it's not mm. consistently there, and it's yeah. ever changing, and. Yeah. It's just something that that you have to create for yourself. You cannot expect other yeah. people to, you know, create it for you. And and yeah. it's okay if sometimes it's blank, and it's okay sometimes if sometimes it's like full, because yeah. it's like ever changing. It's a blank canvas, and you you 
create it for yourself, whatever that you want. And yeah. I remember you also saying that happiness that comes from yourself is the most sustainable. Or is that, is yeah. that right? Is yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the other yes, one that I, I wrote about. That. Happiness that comes from yourself is the most sustainable. The reason I said that is because people come and go. Yeah. So if you yeah. depend your happiness a lot into one person, what, what happens if that one person leaves? Or you're not going to have your happiness anymore. So I figured whatever that comes from you is the most sustainable because you can never leave yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, that's how I came out with, you know, it's the most sustainable because it's what you have to keep building, you know, the trust that you have within yourself to keep making yourself happy because that's what you're responsible of. I love that. In fact, you don't even have to answer my question because your answer that you've just said is better than my question that I asked. So, <laughs> but yeah, Diane, thank you so so much for thank your time. You, uh, I know otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get hold of you because you're such a busy woman. <laughs> so I'm kind of I mean, this way. I'm I'm grateful for this pandemic because I can now talk to you. No, um, I'm grateful you know, to be able this to talk to you as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, and uh, take care of yourself. And we can't wait. For your single to be out in fact by the time it's out this podcast is out the single is out yeah. so you guys can go check it out uh, in fact we'll be playing you a little snippet after this episode um otherwise go check it out on all major streaming platforms it's on spotify and i'm sure you can find it just follow diane on instagram as well it's diane trisha am i right did i get yeah. it right of course okay, cool. <laughs> just in case i forget the underscore or whatnot <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> any final words to your fans or people who you know have been supporting you all these while um, listening to this right now thank you for listening to this podcast of me talking to Maggie um, thank you for your support I know that um, you know by the time I share the link to this podcast some of my fans who are consistently getting updates on whatever that I'm doing I appreciate you guys so much and I know you guys will be hearing this podcast until it's over um, I just want you to know that I love you guys and um, you're one of the reasons that I still keep going and do what I do because you know, I know that you're still there and I, I just want to make you proud. Um, and to everyone else listening to this podcast, stay strong. I hope that we'll be able to still be sane and be ourselves by the time all of this ends. So just cling on to yourself. Don't lose you. Yeah. And I yeah. always say, don't forget to fall head or heels with yourself first and always Till the next episode. Bye, Diane. Thank you so much. Bye, Take care, yes, girl. Thank you. Bye.